having preached so many Christmas Eve sermons from this wonderful pulpit, I have wondered uh, if if this being my ninth Christmas Eve with you, if I could uh, find something really new and insightful to give you about the nativity, especially uh, this one. I've wrestled with the idea that I'd love to just dazzle you with some uh, clever insights uh, into the nativity. In fact, I've come up with a few that I thought uh, were especially clever, uh, and one by one I just uh, tore them up and played like a basketball player and hit in the trash can with it. And I, I am just sure now, had I continued with either any of the ones that I, I began, that I would be uh, saying uh, for maybe the rest of my life, so you gosh, you know, I would love to have that sermon back uh, because I, I miss the heart of the Christian message. And the heart of the Christian message uh, is the same yesterday and today uh, and forever. And it comes from the words that the angels spoke to the shepherds who were abiding their flocks by night. They continue uh, to be the essence of the Christian message. Why settle for anything less? Could there be any greater marvel, no matter how many times we've heard it, where the angels said to them, Behold, and any time in the Bible you come up to the word behold, that is used to mark the significance and the importance of what is to be proclaimed. Behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. First of all, notice that the angel didn't say, I bring you good news of great joy uh, to some of the people who have made a special a mess out of their lives, to some of the people who are especially a sinful and who are struggling. The angel didn't say that. He said, I bring good news to all people. According to this, all people have this one great need for a Savior. This is the object of God's intervention. Christ was not... Uh, born to point us to self-help books. He came for all people who, if they know the truth, are beyond help. Every single one of us. The term Savior uh, appears uh, in the Bible 40 times. And in the New Testament, uh, 24 times. And each time the Greek word soter is used. And soter uh, is translated uh, deliverer. Savior or rescuer? I have a lot of trouble sleeping on on a lot of nights. And when I do, I love to turn to the Weather Channel. Because the Weather Channel has the most intriguing, wonderful rescue stories. From 2 to 4 a.m., they pack in all of their rescue stories. And they are just fabulous. Who doesn't love A wonderful rescue story. And if you've ever been rescued yourself, then you know uh, how important that is to uh, your life's history. Uh, Many of you, I know have heard me uh, talk about this before, you who are regulars to the Advent, uh, about my story, my rescue story when I was a little boy of about five years old. My best friend, Bobby, who was my neighbor across the street, also five years old, we were playing in his wooded uh, backyard. And this were the days before there were regulations against throwaway refrigerated doors, having locks that, could, that, that cannot be unlocked from inside. And all I remember 
as being locked up in total darkness, Bobby and I kicking against an immovable door, screaming, and it getting darker and darker and darker. And then I remember the door suddenly swinging open and light gushing in and fresh air. Bobby's mother just happened uh, to come home that day early uh, from, our, from her job, and she heard our kicks and our muffled screams. And P.S., although I wasn't converted to Christianity until some 30 years later, uh, both Bobby and I went on to be ordained uh, ministers, he in the Presbyterian Church and I in the Episcopal Church. But whatever your rescue story, what could possibly compare with God's rescue of his people? God has come into the world in the person of Jesus Christ, not merely to be with us and to teach us and set a moral example and tell us how to love each other, which would be an astonishing thing if it went no further. But he came down into our condemnation that he might deliver us from it. In the most astonishing act in all creation, God took on our human flesh and he took on our sins, took it on himself, took it to the cross, crucified it, was died, was buried and raised again that you and I might be rescued from sin, from guilt and from our great enemy, death. Can you imagine the Christian story without the cross? What would be... What would be left with? We would be left with a time for proclaiming peace and goodwill. Not peace because of the birth of Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin that gives us peace with God. Not that, just peace and goodwill, a kind of mantra for postmodern America. Christmas without the cross. We would be left with holiday cheer without any ultimate hope and Charles Wesley's Fantastic words, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled would be an empty, meaningless phrase. God deliver us from the American spirit of Christmas as a kind of generic spirituality with little or no particular theological dogma attached to it that says that Christmas is above all, get that, above all, a family time to love, to feast in our homes, to laugh, to give, for proclaiming peace and goodwill, for giving to charity, for working in soup kitchens. All of these are wonderful things that the Advent takes, that the ministers of the Advent takes very, very seriously. But I mean, come on, above all, above all, Christmas is a rescue story, and it's our rescue story. But perhaps you haven't given much thought to what you need to be rescued from. It is possible, at least for a little while, to not give it much thought. As long as internal and external events of my life proceed according to my plan, as long as I can keep at bay all forms of guilt from years and years of things done and left undone, as long as I can fend off the awareness that I too may die one day for that long, I can get by without considering the real and the true meaning, truest meaning of Christmas, but as soon as anything breaks through my delusional reality, as soon as guilt robs me of my peace or an outer tragedy robs me of my peace, as soon as death threatens me, then absolutely nothing will matter more 
than the message of the angels, the angel on that wonderful night. Hear it again for the first time. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy which will come to all people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. God forbid that I should find something new to give you. And I should marvel you with new insights into the nativity. What, marvel, what greater marvel could they be? Could there be? This is, this is a wonder that will last throughout all eternity. How God stooped to save his lost creation. This is good tidings of great joy to all people. And while there is not one person on earth who can be saved without him, thanks be to God and to him be the glory. There's not one person on earth who cannot be saved with him. May God draw reluctant hearts and now give doubting souls courage to believe this for Jesus' sake. Amen.